Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, this is Shep Hyken on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Radio Network. Excited for another great episode of Amazing Business Radio. And today, in just a few minutes, we're going to be talking with Amy Downs. She has a very unique title uh, that she works, uh, she, that she holds over at LifeSize, which is a video conferencing company. But what's really interesting about Amy is she is totally customer obsessed, as her company is customer obsessed. And we're going to be talking about uh, customer obsession and what it means to be obsessed with your customers to a point where they love what you do because you love them for being your customers. And we'll get into that in a moment. But I thought it's a great episode uh, for April. Why? Because April is Customer Loyalty Month. Customer Loyalty Month. Now, I believe customer loyalty should be a year-round effort, not just a month-long effort. But let's take this month to celebrate. And if you're listening to this show, we're probably about a week or two into April. And I think we should be wondering, what are we doing that we obsess about taking care of our customers? We obsess about creating such an amazing experience that they want to do business with us and no one else. Now, when I say an amazing experience, it's important to remember that amazement is not over-the-top, blow-me-away, most incredible service I've ever had, although that could be the result of being amazing. Remember, Amazing is just a little better than average, but it's a little better than average all of the time. And that's the hard part, all of the time. So let me give you a couple of examples of people that I feel are customer obsessed. My wife has been going to the same hairstylist for years, and I know that she loves the woman that takes care of her hair. She loves that woman so much that when the woman decides to move from the salon that she's been working at for a number of years that my wife is very comfortable going to that she follows that stylist to the next salon and she has done this several times so this stylist is is well trained uh, and the actual styling of hair but more importantly she's personable she doesn't just do a good job she's got personality she infuses that personality into the job so that my wife thoroughly enjoys doing business with her. My financial advisor is a phenomenal uh, example of being customer obsessed. Sure, he uh, sells stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and anybody can do that. Why him over someone else? Is he good? Eh, He's good. He works for a major company, and I believe that major company happens to have just as good of people doing their research and making suggestions as other major companies in the financial services industry. So why do I keep going back to him? And by the way, his name's Jeff Silverstone. I go back to him because he's obsessed with taking care of me taking care of my family, and he does that for each and every one of the customers or clients that he works with. I know that if something happened to me, he would be right there ready to help my family. I know I trust this guy with my most important, well, obviously my wife and children are my most important assets. I say children. They're all in their 20s now. I'm getting old. I still call them. They'll always be my kids. But the point is, is that I trust him with the next most important asset, which is 
money because that money is what's going to take care of them when I'm gone. It's what's going to allow us to do the fun things that we do. It's going to allow us to live and eat. And he's making sure that I'm making safe, sound investments. So I trust him. And once again, I believe there are a lot of people out there who can help me make safe, sound investments. There's a lot of people out there, uh, a lot of companies out there that have the research and the uh, wherewithal to make sure that I have a strong portfolio as I invest in my retirement plan and all that. But Jeff, it's different. He's checking in on me. He's checking in to make sure my kids are okay. He's asking about what's going on in my life because he is obsessed with knowing so much about his customers that he's able to take care of his customers at a level that no one else can. At the end of the day, I believe a big part of customer obsession is the relationship that you build with your customers. He's obsessed with his relationships. He's obsessed with taking care of the people that he does business with. And any company that decides that they want to be obsessed with their customers has an opportunity to build a relationship. And at the end of the day, all things being equal, what tips the scale will be the relationship. All right, in just a few moments, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Amy Downs with uh, Life Size. She's the Chief Customer Success and Happiness Officer. Love that title. I'm going to ask her about that as soon as we get back. Uh, But she is totally obsessed with making sure her customers love her and her company. So don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. We're coming right back. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information. All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Radio Network, and I promised you an amazing interview today, and we have Amy Downs uh, in the house. And let me tell you a little bit about Amy. She is the Chief Customer Success and Happiness Officer at LifeSize. I love that title. Uh, and she is, uh, LifeSize, by the way, is a connected video conferencing company. Uh, She'll give us a little more insight to that. But what intrigues me is her total focus on customer obsession. She is totally obsessed with the customer and proves that it has been a foundation for growth in her organization. Amy, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Chef, thank you for having me. Well, we're going to have fun. The first thing I want to do, I want to talk about, I mean, there's a lot of chief customer success officers in the world as that title is becoming more and more prominent and and, uh, relevant. But the happiness officer, I love the happiness. You know, I'm the chief amazement officer here at Shepherd Presentations. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about the happiness officer and, and about life size. Tell me about life size, too, so we all understand completely what you do over there. That sounds great. Um, so again, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time out to talk with with myself and letting us share a little bit about our story over here at LifeSize. Uh, so I joined LifeSize in mid-2014. Uh, uh, I was brought on uh, by our CEO, Craig Malloy, as we were moving from an on-premise company 
to a cloud-based solution provider. And uh, in a cloud-based world, as we all know, customer uh, happiness is everything. Keeping customers uh, in um, uh, underneath our, our umbrella and making sure that they're well taken care of and that we're offering value each and every day is super important. And so, um, when I joined, Craig had um, had mentioned that he needed a he needed somebody to help him uh, change his culture into one that was customer obsessed. And uh, for me, that was super exciting work. So, uh, so I joined LifeSize uh, in mid 2014 to kind of go on this mission uh, alongside Craig and really helping us to become a, a super customer focused organization and transition a company that was going through a great deal of change and moving from a model of uh, serving customers on premises. Uh, into a SaaS-based, you know, high-growth kind of what I call a, a restartup world. Um, and so my objective at LifeSize, I lead our um, sales engineering, customer success, customer support, uh, community and advocacy teams. And um, and so really kind of span across the life cycle of the customer. Um, and uh, and so, you know, I've got, I've got functional leadership of those teams, but I think more importantly, my role is to really help each and every LifeSizer understand what customer obsession means um, and the importance that our customers play um, in, uh, you know, in, in our overall success and, and really the importance that our employees play uh, in, in our customers' um, you know, overall happiness. And uh, life size is uh, great, great. I was um, so so that's kind of my mission. Um, and we are a uh, you mentioned you know we're a video collaboration platform, cloud based, as I had had talked about earlier. And so we offer video, audio, and web conferencing technologies. And we just launched uh, recording and streaming as well. We also are still you know we our our history is being a hardware manufacturer. So we still manufacture the camera devices that connect into our cloud service, which is a little bit of an internet of things. So these are conference room cams that um, we've got customers that use them in boardrooms and like little huddle rooms. And so they all connect up to our cloud-based service uh, that, um, that provide those, um, those, those collaboration solutions for our customers. And so our, our mission is we connect people to make their workplace great. I love that. And and had uh, we known about each other uh, a year ago, this would not be just an audio interview. It would be on video because uh, we need to be moving to video. I think that's the way. It's so easy to go online now and and uh, use the cloud-based solutions uh, to you know connect with people, do a video interview, and record it on all the different audio places, such as, you know, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and everywhere else uh, that you might find a typical audio interview. But also, you know, why not have it available to watch, not just listen, if you're sitting at your desktop. And uh, anyway, love it, love it, love it. All right, so yeah, here's no, the me thing. Me too, me too. We're going to make that happen. <laughs> I can't wait. The chief customer success and happiness officer at LifeSize, who is, and this is what intrigued me, and this is why we're talking today, who is completely customer obsessed. What does it mean to be customer obsessed? So very good question. Um, and, and something early on when I started LifeSize that, um, that, that we spent a lot of time educating uh, each and every LifeSizer on. And so customer obsession for us, the way that we explain customer obsession to employees is, you know, our employees have got a lot of stuff that they're prioritizing and working on each and every day. And so, so culturally, um, it is a core value 
to, um, uh, to LifeSite. So we have four core values. Customer obsession is our number one. And, uh, and so we live this each and every day. And, and as we were going through our journey, um, our employees are like, what, what does customer obsession mean? And so, so we basically tell them, you know, as you're prioritizing your day-to-day, um, help your customers, help your coworkers, and do your job. And if you do things in that order, you're always doing the right thing. Um, it, so, you know, it's, I would say customer obsession is, um, you know, it, you have got to get to the culture and sort of the core of the company, which is your people, and really help them to, to understand that the role that they play in, in customers' lives is super important. And, and for us, customer obsession was building the, you know, uh, ensuring that we had the right people with, with what I call kind of service DNA, customer service hearts across the organization and helping people, you know, that was very, a, a lot of transformational work for us from a cultural perspective. We, um, we did a lot of things at LifeSize, like uh, roll out our, our vision and values um, so that we could help, we could we could get the feedback from our employee base about okay, what makes life size great, and then how do we help our employees go go really realize the um, uh, this value of customer obsession and live it every day. And so we've operationalized um, a lot of what it means to be customer obsessed because I think a lot of companies can talk about you know we we treat customers great, this is very important to us. But you have to put the systems and the processes uh, in place in order to allow your employees to have the ability to understand what is important to our customers. What, what are they saying about our company? Um, what are the changes that we need to go drive to get better and better and better day after day after day in each of our functional areas? Right. And so I, for yeah. us, when we went on this on this mission, yeah, that was that's that's the underbelly and the, the piece that. Um, that it's necessary to to, uh, to to really live live up to being customer obsessed. <laughs> so you know, it's funny because people say to me, you know, customer service is so, such common sense, and I've even walked up to a microphone when I'm asked to do a keynote speech, and they said they wanted my speech to be short. We're going to be talking about customer service. Uh, here's the point: be nice, and then I walk off the stage. And people are like, exactly, they, they laugh, they, they clap, they, they aren't sure what to do. Most of them aren't sure what to do. And then I come back and go, I'm just kidding. But at the end of the day, uh, being nice and being helpful is what customer service is about. And I can tell you to do that. Just as you could say, I want you to be customer obsessed. But if you don't tell people what that really means, then they're just going to, okay, uh, how, so how, how should I be nice? You know, there are specific techniques uh, uh, beyond the traditional, you know, just be friendly, courteous, smile, blah, blah, blah. There is lots of technique that can go into being nice. Now, I love uh, that you have, you know, your your concept of customer obsession is, uh, and, and what you ask people to do is, number one, help your customers. And there's probably a lot of training that goes into that. Number two, help your coworkers, recognizing that they're just as valued as a customer. And number three, do the job that you were hired to do, whatever it is. You know, Disney has their three philosophies. I've talked about this before. Number one, you are hired to do the job that you're supposed to do. Take a ticket, help somebody on a ride, sweep the grounds if that's your job. Uh, number two, you take care of the guest. And I don't think that either one of those two, one or two, could be flipped around. I don't think there's a priority to one or the other. It's just people say, well, I was hired to take a ticket, but hey, my other part of the job is I take care of the guests. And there's a third part, which is to keep the park clean. You pick up the trash no matter what your job is. 
But I, so I love that. I want to know, though, you mentioned four core values. I don't need to get into the other three, but I would love to know what they are just to know for reference. One is customer obsession. Absolutely. Customer obsession is number one. Um, and I, it's funny, as you were, as you were talking about be nice, um, I thought about authenticity. And so our second is acting with integrity. Um, and the third is driving relentless innovation, and the, the fourth is make every day matter. Um, and so, so those are those are the four. Wow. Okay, I'm writing these down just so I have them. Driving relentless innovation and making every day matter is number four. So, customer obsession yeah, and acting with integrity. Acting and with integrity. Yep. I love it. Uh, making every day matter. You know what? I can't imagine that there's any company out there that wouldn't want uh, to have these four core values uh, because I think they're so powerful. And, and you know, I, I, we can get into, uh, boy, I, we, we can come back and talk about acting with integrity, and that could be a, another entire episode. Uh, before we take the break, how is customer obsession the foundation for growth in your business? Because I know that, that it's one thing to understand what customer obsessed is, but let's put some ROI to it. Absolutely. So, you know, we... Um, as a uh, kind of a newfound restart up, one of the things that, that is super important to us in a SaaS-based world is customer retention. And, you know, really one of the things that, um, that we did early on was linking the importance of, uh, you know, the, an increase in customer retention or a, or a decrease in churn to the overall bottom line. Uh, and so, you know, if you think about retention, you know, losing customers uh, certainly shrinks your total addressable market because usually if you lose a customer, it's very, very hard to get them back. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we all know, you know, cu- the, the easiest customer to sell, to sell to is the one that you already have. Right. So, um, so you know, up the ability to, um, to, to bring a customer in but then wrap them, you know, wrap customer obsession around these customers. And that's a, a full company goal um, to ensure that everything that we do in the business, whether it be in the product or making it easy for these customers to do, you know, even even to have a financial transaction with us um, or getting great customer support or making sure that we're, we're wrapping them with love from the customer success team so that they're helping them to realize value and drive adoption and um, and helping helping them to solve other problems in their business, you know, all of those things really build, building that that um, that trusted relationship with those customers and being a great company to work with. You know, those customers automatically just stay with us and grow with us. Uh, and so, so it's that it's it's keeping the customer on board uh, and and also making sure that the customers that we have are expanding and growing. Um, that is huge for us. But what what that also leads to is you know as as customers, I mean, all of our customers talk, right? So right. regardless of what industry you're in, um, your customers are talking to each other and to other potential customers. And so when word of mouth starts to get out there and you start to look at, um, you start to get uh, word of mouth references in and referrals in, um, you know, those which close at such a, a higher rate than, um, you know, that I think customers when you're just doing kind of trying, trying oh, yeah. to get Re- Referral marketing is, is so um, much more powerful than yeah. traditional marketing and and uh, yeah that's it, it, it counts so we're going to take a short break when we come back there's two things I want to focus on uh, number one is uh, real quickly I want you to tell us 
how you measure the success. How do you know it's working? Because, you know, I, I think that's important that you can't manage what you don't measure. And I'd like to know how, what you're, you know, are you surveying your customers? You're just looking at, at the numbers of revenue, uh, whatever. That's important. Not going to spend a lot of time on that. More importantly, I want to know from your mind, because you are amazing, what your practical tips are for a company who wants to become customer focus. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. We're talking with Amy Downs, who is the Chief Customer Success and Happiness Officer at LifeSize. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. If customer service is the new marketing and content marketing is one of the hottest marketing trends, then it makes sense that your customer service and experience strategy would include a content marketing strategy. Delivering relevant content, not blatant promotional content, is part of the value that you can bring to your customers. You can become an influential voice in your industry, which creates more leads, loyalty, and brand recognition. And that's where PowerPost comes in. This solution will help you be more organized and efficient in the way you publish and post content to social channels, websites, blogs, email, and more. And the team at PowerPost can provide consultation and services to help your brand evolve into a modern-day marketer. Turn your company into a publishing machine that adds value to your customer's experience. Learn more at www.powerpost.com. Digital. That's www.powerpost.digital. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio with Amy Downs uh, with Life Size. I love it. Chief Customer Success and Happiness Officer. So we were talking about customer obsession, and you were going on and on about how uh, it's, you know, and there's no doubt it's much easier to sell to somebody that's already with you. And I would imagine if you lose a customer in your business, they have moved on to a completely different solution. It's not like a restaurant where they might go to another restaurant and one day get a hankering for whatever it is that you make that's really good and come back into your restaurant. No. Uh, and when it comes to video, if they go to another solution, uh, the solution has to not work for them to start looking around for another solution and even to consider coming back. But I want to know, what? Uh, how do you measure your success? Is there? Are you using a, a survey tool? How do you know that customer obsession is working? So you said something near and dear to my heart. If you don't measure, it's not reality. Something to that effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I'm a I'm a big believer in that. We use Net Promoter. Um, I've used Net Promoter since 2008. Uh, love the system. Uh, am a certified Net Promoter associate, and so we measure um, uh, at a relationship level as well as at a transactional level at the okay. you know kind of key uh, what I would call loyalty points um, uh, when when we're interacting with customers. And that just gives us a uh, gives us the ability to to have you know to me again from an oper- 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 I, can't, I can never say that word so I'm just going to stop using it um, uh, basically systematizing um, customer operationalizing service, is that it's important <laughs> thank you yes like, I always have trouble with that word <laughs> I can just I can just uh, uh, change my vocabulary a little bit so. Um, so we use we use that as an operational rhythm within the business, uh, and really a way to um, you know to take the, to listen to the feedback, uh, to go do root cause analysis if things aren't working, uh, or if things are working. That's important too. You don't break those, 
to, to really go drive change in the business, taking corrective action, providing uh, closing the loop and letting customers know we, we drove change um, and doing that again and again and again and again um, so that we are, we are consistently getting better and better. The score helps us because it keeps us, you know, it's sort of like our North Star. Uh, it helps to keep us aligned and we know, we all know that we're moving, uh, we're moving in that upwards direction. Right. Um, but it's really that, that process behind it that um, has helped us to really build this, this customer-obsessed company. Uh, so that's a big one for us. Um, and of course, the other one in a SaaS-based world uh, is, is churn um, and, uh, and or retention, however you want to look at that. Uh, but for us, we, we do a lot. There's a lot of um, uh, underpinnings that, that, that roll up into customer churn. We look at things, um, you know, not only do we look at net promoter, but we, we combine that data with usage data. You know, how are customers using the product? Are they getting value out of it? Uh, how many support tickets do they have open? Um, you know, are they trending like, uh, from, a, from a, a usage and patterns perspective like other customers? You know, is the relationship healthy uh, across the various stakeholders in the business? And so there's a lot of kind of data science. Um, uh, that's, that's my background is comp size. So there's a lot of um, kind of a lot of data analytics that go on in, in helping us to understand um, how the relationship is with each and every one of our customers. And in a fast-scaling business, it's, um, you know, it's important to, to, to use both that, that qualitative and the quantitative and, and really um, capturing both of those to figure out uh, how, do, you know, how, how are we doing in our relationships. Right. And if there are relationships at risk, let's go attack those immediately, uh, you know, before customers, you know, uh, maybe, maybe before they even know that there are, uh, that there are issues occurring um, uh, within, within their solution. Right. You're watching the usage. And, and I also love how you're combining the, your NPS score with uh, a churn number to determine and, and the correlation between them. All right, let's jump off of measurement. And uh, with just a few minutes left, uh, I want some of your best tips on how to become customer obsessed. All right. So I would say, uh, number one, set a strategy uh, and educate your people. Because, you know, for us customer service professionals, it's so easy for us to be like, well, why wouldn't you understand that treating customers well leads to great, you know, <laughs> building a great company and, and really good financial results. But, but not everyone understands that. And so I think, you know, uh, setting the strategy to help everyone at the company understand the importance uh, that, that, um, that, that building a customer obsessed company has to the bottom line is very, very important. And not only that, it's fun work. I mean, it's, you know, um, people people getting it, people excited and engaged about something, especially about serving customers, I think is just very, uh, very fulfilling from from a, a personal perspective. Right. Uh, and then I would also say, you know, the, um, the the education piece is super important. You know, you can't just tell somebody something once. You know, you have to continue to educate and bring and communicate and bring that information um, back into your employee base. So really letting them know, hey, this is the this is the um, these you know this is the work that you did, and here are the positive results that that's leading to. So I, I think that's really really important to continue to share with everybody. You know, I talked earlier about connecting the people to the work, um, but sharing with them the results of, of the, the positive um, the positive change that that's having in our customers' lives. You know, so that they feel proud of the work that they do. Um, so so I think that's that's um, that's super important. Right. Uh, so you have I to celebrate success across the board. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, make corrections, but do that in a really, there's a way to do that in a, a course correct in a, in a super positive way. Um, and I think lastly, you know, your frontline um, employees are the, I would say, the most critical piece of any business. And so making sure that you're listening, um, you know, to your employees kind of across the board. Uh, you know, that's that's from not just the people who I think I mentioned a little bit earlier who are taking phone calls and maybe talking with customers each and every day, uh, but but customers are served throughout everyone in the business. And so really getting getting not only not only educating kind of the uh, you know the, the the top level of the business, but you know all the way through to to the front lines because it's your frontline people that talk to your customers the most, and they will generally have the most information about what's working well and what's not working well. And those are the people that you can empower and leverage to go drive change and company-wide change um, because it's got to come from, you know, it's not got to be only um, supported at the at the top of the business, but you've got to have that that strong foundation at the front lines uh, to, to to make sure that it that it kind of flows through the business um, completely. Right. So I love it. You say you have to set a strategy. Uh, success does not happen by accident. Number two, educate your people, and specifically of the results of their hard work when they know how it's working, where they can you know celebrate their success or where they might be able to improve. And number three, everybody says, listen to your customers, you know, voice of the customer. No, you said it well. You said, listen to employees. The people in the front line are hearing what the customer's saying. They can come back and they can share with the rest of the company what's going on. So listen to your employees, especially the ones on the front line. All right, with just a moment or two left, I always love to close out the show with the one the one thing question. What's the one thing that you would like to emphasize or something you haven't talked about that you said this audience that's listening to us today, they must either remember or know this one thing. Amy, what would it be? Happy employees equals happy customers. Happy employees equal happy customers. You know what I'm going to let you do? 30 seconds to expand on that. I love it. We've talked about it before. I want to know what your version of this is. Absolutely. So I think that creating an environment and a culture where employees can thrive, where they're empowered to go drive change on behalf of customers, um, helps you to to basically reinvent a business. And and I say this because life size is living proof uh, to ensure that, that you're driving a, a great a great company and and just doing great things for customers. And, and ultimately, that that leads to um, to really positive outcomes. And I think. I think it helps people to um, to feel like they have have much greater purpose and um, and really enjoy the work that they do. So wow. that would be my my expansion on the. That's uh, beautiful. The, the one thing, the, the one takeaway. <laughs> one well, huge, well said. So I just want to emphasize: we have so much content aside from learning about what you do and what Life Size does. The four core values: customer obsession, acting with integrity, uh, driving relentless innovation, and making every day matter. Those are your four core values. Uh, Three really important jobs that every employee has. Number one, help customers. Number two, help your coworkers. Number three, do the job you were hired to do. And then finally, you wrapped it all up with set a strategy, educate your people with the results, listen to your employees. And finally, happy employees equal happy customers. If this wasn't one of the most amazing episodes of Amazing Business Radio, I don't know where else we could go. Amy, you are awesome. 
thank you so much for dropping in. And, and by the way, Amy is over in London at a conference and took some time out of her day to talk to us. So thank you for that. Really appreciate uh, all that you're doing here and what you're doing for us. Thank you very much, Chef. And I appreciate you for spreading the good word of um, customer obsession and, uh, and and really helping companies to understand, you know, building building companies that are focused on customers is uh, I can't imagine uh, anything, anything or any more rewarding work. So thank you for spreading the good word and, and giving us the opportunity to share our story with you today. Well, thanks for doing that. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Amazing Business Radio. My name's Shep Hyken. We'll see you on the next episode. And remember, always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>